Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Oh, I'm guessing there will be a distinct tone today to social studies uh, as after the Cardinals lose to the 49ers. Sarah Cazell's here to take us through all the happenings on our Twitter account at Bickley underscore Murata. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Yeah, I would say the tone in our mentions right now at Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter. It's a lot of just season's over. That's what it sounds like from a lot of our listeners. But we're going to take you through the questions uh, for social studies today. We're not just going to sum it up at that. First of all, biggest takeaway, open-ended question, as we always do the day after a Cardinals game. Your, What was your biggest takeaway from the Cardinals loss last night? Um, just the separation and talent and drive. Like, even with the lack of talent, the Cardinals shorthanded... Um, I mean, the 49ers' philosophy was very much on display. Mm-hmm. From the play calling to the physical nature with which their ball carriers ran, both in receiving and, and running the football. Um, there was a, a stretch when the car, when things were pretty much decided late in that game. The Cardinals had the ball, and the defense for San Francisco was just teeing off on every Cardinals. I mean, McCoy getting sacked, receivers just getting popped. Yeah. They flexed last night. Yeah, they did. That yeah. was my biggest takeaway. Yeah, they did. That's it, it, My biggest takeaway was just the stark, jarring contrast between the two teams. You look across the uh, the NFC, and there's a 9-win team, there's an 8-win team, there's a bunch of 7-win teams. The best teams in the NFC are the 5-5 five and five Buccaneers and the 6-4 and four 49ers. And, and so that's that's the way I look at it. And, and I say to myself, this team is a long way from being back in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, going to our listeners. Biggest takeaways from the team's loss to the 49ers. Sarah MC wrote, there is a whole lot of not trying going on. As someone responded, the quit was very transparent. J.D. Hall says there is a serious lack of talent on defense. Once you get past the obvious impact players like J.J. Watt, Buda Baker, etc., there is a huge drop-off in performance. Copper State Collector says, plain and simple, this team is not good enough. The responsibility falls on Steve Kine. Soggy Sack Jones says, (laughs) the Cardinals, not unlike my ex-fiance, are ready, willing, and able to rip your heart out as soon as they see a glimmer of hope in your eyes. Wow. Ooh, soggy sack. Tell us more. Or don't. I feel no, bad. No, tell us more. <laughs> hey, he volunteered this information. That's true. Mr. Arizona says this team is done and the long-term outlook does not seem great. The Dark Shaman says we are relegation football. Ooh. Ouch. Ouch. Ouch, ouch. Uh, Dread Pirate Darren says this team quit. They're not going to try any more this season. And we're going to wrap up this question with a poem for you guys. Courtesy of Zona Boy. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Dorch is a dog. Cliff is still too cute. K1 is soft like Jarrett's morning food. (laughs) They need a new coach and the GM's a fool. The Cardinals are dead. Their season is through. This poetry sucks, and the cards do, too. <laughs> he did rhyme fool with food. That's okay. Close enough. Yeah. Close enough, Zona Boy. Thank you so much for that poem. Appreciate the effort. Absolutely. All right. Uh, it is not a victory Monday. It is not a big red Monday. It is a fill-in-the-blank Tuesday. What is today? 
I, uh, I like what Vinny said at the start of the yeah, show. The first words that were out of my mouth. A turd Bowl Tuesday? Turd, is that what you call it? Turd-like Tuesday. Oh, turd-like Tuesday. Sorry for the graphic nature of that. Yeah. That's, yeah. I'm, just try, I'm just trying to make the end of the week montage, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Do you no, think he has a chance to Two-day week this week, no no montage. What? Oh, we can't have a montage? It's gonna. It would be like 30 seconds. Not if we just make a bunch of sounds at the end of today's show. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> like we haven't done that before. All right, we're filling in the blank. It is a fill-in-the-blank Tuesday. It's a truth Tuesday, says Chazinator. The Cardinals are not very good, and that's the truth. It's a tap-out Tuesday, says Jesus Tacho. I, like I no that. longer oh, care. Oh, I like that. That's good. Yeah. Tap but you can apply it. You can yes. apply it for the fans and maybe the team, too. Well, exactly. Yeah. He says, I no longer care, nor do I care as much as the team showed they do last night, which is... Not much. Uh, it's a tis the season is over Tuesday, says Jimbo. Tank for the top pick Tuesday, says Tizzle. It's a throw up Tuesday, <laughs> says Joshua Ashenbrenner. Wow. It's a World Cup Tuesday, fellas, says Eddie G. Last night's game was a rough one, so let's watch the other football, he says. Uh, it's a Taco Tuesday. It is a ticked off Tuesday. It is a tearful Tuesday. Lots of alliteration. Total letdown Tuesday, says Ron. Yeah. All right, let's get to but our... it's really like a Thursday if you look at it that way. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, did I skip any other good ones? Taco Tuesday because tacos make me feel good, unlike the Cardinals, says Big Panda. Hmm, I could do some tacos right now. <laughs> All right, let's get to our final question. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be kind of hard to sum up, uh, but the question is, what went wrong this season? <laughs> what went wrong? It's a four-option poll. Okay. Lack of talent, lack of execution, lack of coaching, or lack of health, slash too many injuries. I don't, even though we've talked about the differential between offensive and defensive talent, I don't think lack of talent was, was the answer. Uh, I think it's a combination of the other three options. Yeah, that's a good answer. But, but to me, uh, if I had to prioritize one of those three, it's lack of execution. Okay. Even at the beginning of the season, you remember what people felt going into the fourth quarter of the second game of the year? Oh, the feeling was, what did this team do in the preseason? Because Not a whole lot. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't look like they were preparing much, and then they turned it around. And Kyler Murray and uh, you know put a band aid on on things for a while and gave this fan base hope. But you know, execution on both sides of the ball has been been poor this year. Mm-hmm. Nick. Yeah, the combination of uh, those last three, I think, are, are is the exact right answer. Execution, coaching, and health? Yep. Okay. Lack of coaching is the clear leader right now as to what went wrong this season. 49% of our voters went with lack of coaching. 20% said lacks of, lack of execution. 18% said lack of talent. 13% said lack of health slash too many injuries. Uh, Paul Sertikowski says the Cardinals thought their cheat code from the first half of last Last year would work again this year. Well, they failed to get an updated cheat code. Ooh. Hate when that happens. J-Rod Card says, lack of ownership truly wanting a good team. They are content having sellouts for a bad product. Wow. Okay. A little cross college football NFL here for you, courtesy of Jason Schaff. He writes, Jaden Daniels went from not fulfilling his potential at ASU and fans turning on him once he left to nine wins, an Alabama win, an SEC championship game appearance, locked, 
potentially a playoff appearance as well, and Heisman consideration at LSU. The difference, question mark, it is competent, experienced coaching. In other words, the Cardinals need an experienced, quality NFL coach for Kyler and this team while they can before it's too late. I don't think that's uh, inaccurate. Yeah. And then Rachel H., Again, what went wrong this season of those four options? She writes, at this point, it's just quicker to ask what didn't go wrong. <laughs> Sigh. That's a hard question Deep to sigh. answer. It is. And and 95% of the people who responded said it's all of the above. Of course, there are, yeah. I think, 60-plus responses going like, really? It's all of them. Yes. Option E, all of the above, etc. Well, that went about as expected yeah, today on Social right. Studies. That's what I was yes. expecting. <laughs> Indeed. Thank, thank you, Sarah. Thanks, Thanks to everybody who chimed in on Social Studies Epically underscore Murata. We'll continue uh, our discussion on the Cardinals moving forward. Can they move forward from this? Looks like the season's over. We'll get into it next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Dan Bickley, Vince Murata. Bickley and Murata mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. This team doesn't really have an identity. At times it feels like, okay, the defense is doing well, the defense can carry this team, and then there's there's games like they're like last night where the defense it, it looks like it's a bottom tier defense and there's there's not playmakers and there's no pass rush and um and offensively, what is this team? Is you know, when you know, I, I got somebody tweeted at me that, you know, this team is just so predictable. I think their nineteen first downs, all of them were either a run or a screen. There's almost no excitement, no, no innovation to this offense. And, and I understand with the backup quarterback and backup offensive linemen and injuries at the wide receiver position, um, it's tough to find an identity. But, you know, you, you can't be lost at this point in the season. You've got to have something that you're you're good at, that you can rely on, that you can hang your hat on. And I'm just not seeing it. It's Kyle Vandenbosch who joined us earlier today, breaking down the Cardinals, their performance last night as they fall to 4-7 and seven with a 38-10 to 10 loss against the San Francisco 49ers. On the subject of predictability offensively, we had a couple of callers point out the fact, maybe poke it a little fun at the uh, the jet sweep on the first offensive play from scrimmage where it looked like San Francisco had every indication that that was coming. They stopped Rondell Moore for a six-yard loss and injured him on the play. He injured his groin there. Uh, but uh, more on the predictability of offense uh, that Kyle Vandenbosch hit on. Um, there was a lot of first down, like, Hey, we're going to run the ball on first down. That's what we're going to do with the backup quarterback in there. Mm-hmm. And the San Francisco defense early in the game really feasted. In all for the game, there were six first down runs for negative yardage by the Cardinals yesterday. Yeah, yeah, listen. For a team that always preaches about staying on schedule and staying ahead of the sticks, that ain't the way you do it. No, that all of that is very, very true. I also thought it was very interesting uh, when Kyle, Kyle Vandenbosch really kind of raised doubt about how this team is going to respond given the quit that showed up in the second half last night. And and that's and as he as he mentioned, he's been on some really bad teams in the past. And and again, you go back to that Buda Baker just pleading with the room. That was what game was that? That was after the Minnesota that game. That was after the Philadelphia, the Philadelphia game at home. Game. That was after the Philly game. And well, that's early in the season. Yeah, and so I, I don't think that really bodes well for what is to come. I, I do think that this uh, the defense has been, for the most part, trying to stick together with duct tape and, and all that. 
Uh, they didn't. They didn't do anything to ad- to address the pass rush. They didn't build depth. They didn't. They didn't spend like a team that was really in it to win it this year. And I think clearly, along with the drafting failures, which have been profound, and then the allocation, the allocation of all the superfluous stuff to make Cliff Kingsbury's offense fire really is costing this football team. And I'm talking about drafting Trey McBride in the second round, paying top dollar to James Conner, trading for Robbie Anderson, um, all that stuff. It, it's it to me. It's it's it all kind of signing AJ Green. Yeah, it, it all kind of came home to roost last night. Yeah, I mean, I, I even brought up the question on the Robbie Anderson front. It was, it's tonight, the night you know on yesterday shows. Tonight, the night we see. Robbie Anderson make an impact. He played over thirty snaps again. Didn't get targeted. Is that a is that a quarterback thing? Is that a structure thing? Is that a Robbie Anderson thing? I just can't p- well, get past no. the fact that we're a month plus into this pick. He's got one catch for negative four yards for a guy who was going to take the top off the defense. To be able to take the top off the defense, you have to throw the ball deep. I mean, it, this yeah, incongruity well, on, on what they're doing, and they gave up draft capital to get him, and I don't care if it's late-round draft capital. You gave it up for somebody who's given you zip yeah. on I, game day. Actually, literally less than zip, right? Negative four Negative yards. Negative four yards. I, 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 I harp on this a lot, I guess, but... This offense does not seem capable of getting more than two receivers ever involved. Greg Dortch was incapable of being a part of this offense until Rondell Moore got hurt. Yeah, it's then true. he was part of it again, and 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 he was what one of the few bright spots on the field last night, which is and we've seen that, and it's it's just it's the lack of defined roles, the lack of of integrating all these pieces at once. Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, Kyle Vandenbosch also uh, talked about Kyler Murray. He was not on the field last night, and uh, Kyle kind of suggested maybe that's a problem in itself. Look, I don't want this to be a Kyler Murray bas- bashing session, um, it, it, you know. But regardless of the team situation, he needs to be on the field. He needs to struggle with the rest of the players that are struggling. He needs to play through whatever pain he has, just like every other single player on the team. Um, he doesn't get a pass. And if it's not pretty, if the product they put on the field is not good, he needs to be a part of that and he needs to be accountable. And more on that subject. He's got the contract. He needs to go out there. He's got nothing to worry about. He's got security. The Cardinals have invested in him. He needs to bring players with him. And nothing um, will, will bring support. Uh, from your teammates, like seeing you battle through adversity, seeing you play through some sort of pain, and he hasn't shown that. I mean, there's been too many times throughout his career where he's a game-time decision uh, for three weeks in a row, yeah. or two weeks in a row. Yep. And and I understand the way he plays, and I understand how tricky hamstrings are. You you can't control it. You you can't have a player like Kyler Murray not you know take away his instincts and and not run, but you know, I would, as, as if I was his teammate, I would much rather see him 
go out there and and be at 60-70% and try to battle just like everybody else. I don't think that's unfair when a player like Buda Baker is making that decision to be there for his team. The guy who played quarterback last night, Colt McCoy, far less than 100%, and that got glazed yeah. over a lot this week. He, he came out of that Rams game with an injury. He played, and he got the stuffing beat out of him last night and was there uh, until he was mercifully pulled by, by Cliff Kingsbury at the end of the game. Why is Kyler Murray, and I, I don't want to turn this into a Kyler Murray no. bashing session either, but why is Kyler Murray the only guy that has to be close to 100% because of his skill set? Well, I don't know. Yes, yes. I think that's what the team will tell you. I I've, I was of the belief that the team and everybody were very comfortable with Kyler sitting last night out, and even Gambo said that yesterday, yeah, that Colt well, McCoy is the coaching staff's preferred quarterback right now. Um, I think we saw the ceiling of that last night. I, I am not, and you know I've, I've said this all the way back to last year's Super Bowl and that Chris Mortensen report that came from somewhere high atop the organization that's, that really kind of uh, painted Kyler Murray in some real unflattering light. I've, I've sensed a lot of, of sort of, it's not misinformation, it's a lot of behind the scenes finger pointing at him. So I want to be real careful about this too because it ain't just him. No. Because this coaching staff and this, this operation, they've grown Kyler Murray. They've had him for four years and if you don't like the end result a lot of that is on you and it, but but with that in mind what Kyle Vandenbosch says is absolutely accurate if Kyler Murray really wants to lead if he really wants to show and foster um, sort of the love that everybody in that room threw to Colt McCoy then he's got to find a way to get on the football field and share in their struggles he is right on the money about that can't be sitting this thing out going, look, boy, I'm not 100%. We're not in this anymore. What's the point? Yeah. The point is, if you are going to lead this football team in the future, you need to, to commit like that. So he's right. Yeah, I agree. Now come celebrate the biggest FIFA watch party in town with Estrella Jalisco, Sarah Cazell, and special guest Gerardo Torado as the Mexican national team takes on Argentina in front of big screens with live music and giveaways November 26th at Sportsman's Park. You want more details? Just text the word soccer to 620-620 and you will get those details. Coming up next, we'll have a little big red crosstalk. Luke Lipinski will join us straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata. Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. The home of Arizona Cardinals football. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata, Wolf and Luke, Big Red Monday, Crosstalk. Uh, in studio guest, please say something. What's going on, guys? Uh, in studio guest needs his mic on, Jared. Okay, now what's going on? There guys? we go. Oh, That's there Luke Lipinski and Mustache. <laughs> oh, yeah. Technically right now. Uh, normally we would play Mustache, not a Mustache today on Tuesday. Yeah, you get two points for that. It's a Big Red Tuesday. Luke, how are you, man? Uh, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Yeah, it was a great night of yeah, sports for you, awesome. especially getting to do uh, Coyotes hockey, losing in a, in a rough way in a seven-round shootout. Yep. And then... What happened in Mexico City? Both teams pretty much lost simultaneously. It was it was uh, it was just the pinnacle of Arizona it? sports. Yeah. One, of, one of the games, however, was competitive. That's true, and not what we're going to talk about <laughs> now. Uh, the Cardinals just got blown out. Uh, Bick and I were both kind of in agreement going into this game this week that you know that was expected, but expected doesn't make it easier to watch or easier to accept, especially the way things ended. And when you got Buda Baker, who's really laying it out there at the end of this year 
not on board with the fact that he thought all of his teammates played hard the whole way. This is this is a big issue, Luke. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I think a lot of us had the same thought on the second George Kittle touchdown. Yes. At least that was the one for me where I was like, it looked like a, it looked like you were playing Madden and your controller came off and all the players just stopped <laughs> moving. That's what that play looked like, except Buddha. And so for him to say that so clearly after the game, as a guy that's playing through a high ankle sprain, didn't even miss a single game, and you have all these other guys either missing games or or doing whatever happened there in the fourth quarter last night. I don't blame him, but I, I was surprised to hear it. Yeah. Is that the moment that this uh, season was unofficially officially over? Because, again, it looked, when you have three guys that are ready or, or you know in position to make a tackle, it may have just prolonged the inevitable. It, it probably would have. But that lack of visible lack of effort was disturbing. Well, and the other thing is there's still, what, six games left? I mean, yeah. that, that's why you have <laughs> that, that conversation. Too. It's not like that was a playoff game. Ah, oh, it's over. Okay, we'll see you next year. Actually, we'll see you in six days against the Chargers. Yeah, and I think it's going to be interesting, too, just to, just to kind of see what this whole thing looks like because, uh, you know, I don't know if you got a chance to see this, but for those three guys on that pregame show to come at Kyler the way they did was quite something. And it really kind of, it, it revealed a lot to me. It revealed the lack of leadership that people feel about Kyler Murray. The bottom line is they've got six weeks now to try to get this thing on a better track. They've got to get this kid right. They've got to get this program right and they got to take a long hard look at this offense and its design because way too many people I trust tell me it's a college offense that is never going to work in the NFL it's never going to expand and if that's the case there there have got to be major changes made here that's what it's all about right is developing Kyler these last six weeks you got to get him back on the field first but I was driving home listening to the post game show last night and caller after caller and I completely agree was like I don't want to hear about the playoffs anymore don't give me weird mathematical equations where if they go undefeated and everybody else in the NFC loses, they can make the... We only talk about the playoffs. If they win five in a row, we can talk about it going into Week 18 or whatever. The the biggest story, and really the most, maybe the only important thing going forward, is get your franchise quarterback back on the field who you took number one overall and you're given $230 million to. Yes. And he's got to start taking steps forward this season. That's the only thing you can get out of this season right now, is getting him better because he was a lot better quarterback last year. He, he just was. And, and whether you feel like Kime should be gone or Cliff should be gone or they even can be gone with those extensions, Kyler's going to be here. Well, and we're talking with Luke Lipinski who's got uh, you know the next show from 10 to 2 uh, with a combo deal today. Lorenzo Alexander and then Wolf's going to be in for the uh, the second half of the show as he's back from, from Mexico City. Um, we talked about this though. I agree with everything you just said. Kyler Murray is the key to all of this. You just gave him $230 million in a contract that hasn't even taken effect yet. <laughs> He is your quarterback moving forward. You have six games. I did not think we'd be talking about you have six weeks to get Kyler Murray right in season four, first of all. But where's the motivation now? If we're just talking about a team that may or may not have given up last night, and that might have been the final straw. Kyler Murray is very, and this has been something that's been constant throughout his career. If he's not 100%, he's not playing. So what's the motivation for him personally other than the financial? Kyle Vandenbosch laid it out there, and I agree with Kyle. He should be out there just from a leadership standpoint, but... This situation doesn't exactly smack of, yeah, Kyler's going to want to hurry back on the field to play with this group of guys. No, it doesn't. I heard Kyle on with you guys this morning, and I thought he really hit the nail on the head, too, where he's like, you'll earn so much respect and credibility with your teammates in the locker room if you are out there actually playing through injury. Again, Buda Baker 
didn't miss a game with a high ankle sprain. If you you don't have to be Buddha, that's fine. But the, the biggest thing now going forward is you showing you can do that. You earning the respect or the trust of your teammates that are going to be here next year. And I'm not saying he doesn't have any of that right now, but if he's not going to play for a while, like if we already know, hey, he's already out on Sunday and he's probably not going to play coming out of the bye week, then what is the point? <laughs> you really gonna are you gonna win out and every other team in the NFC is gonna lose yeah. and you're gonna sneak into the playoffs with your backup quarterback? Like that's you need to develop this guy now. Yeah, and and I think that even beyond Kyler Murray, I think from from top down, you've got to realize what pieces do you want to be part of this football team in twenty twenty three and what pieces do you need to, to you know to to cut bait with and and that that applies with the GM and the head coach as well and I think as Kyle said you're going to find out a lot about the character of individual players and how they approach these final six weeks this can go any number of directions I I, I fear I fear for the worst just given the loosey goosey structure of this team and and it's something that I've struggled with from day one that the the lack of discipline that is in this program always shows up. In times of extreme adversity, because there is no foundation, there is no everybody falling in line. And, and again, I, I point to DeAndre Hopkins, who I, I am not being critical of in terms of what he brought to the football field last night, because he was one of the guys who looked perfectly at home in a big time, big platform kind yes. of game. Right. Uh-huh. He did. He looked like a star out there against that 49ers defense. But that taunting penalty, as ticky tack as it might be, I did some research last night. There were 61 taunting penalties call last season it is by far an all-time high 50 and, and most of them were ridiculous and the NFL adjudicated that 56 of them were proper so so clearly this is a uh, an initiative of the NFL and they made that clear going into 2022 so you can't expose yourself like that in a big game as funny as it was to go oh one wow. two are you yeah. guys gonna yeah. put anybody else on me he might have been flagged though for being unoriginal because AJ Brown did the same thing yeah, after he scored a third touchdown as opposed to converting a third down right. into a different right. yeah that's yeah. what I'm saying so I'm saying that that, that kind of stuff a, a room full of football players have to be buttoned up in those big games out of fear of what's going to happen if I'm not. And that that ain't here. No, look, I, I mean, we have seen this team now when they when they face adversity, they really seem to struggle for whatever reason. And mm-hmm. I'm with you on Hopkins. Look, he's he's probably my favorite player on this team, him or Buddha. He's one of the best players. I know he's only been here for a couple of years, but he's one of the best players the Cardinals have ever had. But you know, fair or not, he got suspended for six games to start the season. Not he got hurt. Fair yeah. or not, that that was a penalty last night that hurt them. Now, do I think they're in the playoffs if he played all season? No, but they probably beat Seattle the first time, and maybe they beat the Rams, and who knows? I'm not. I'm not trying to put this on Hopkins. He's he's one millionth on the list of problems with right. his team. He's he's part of the solution. But it's just for whatever reason, this team can't string two wins together in a row. All of a sudden, it's been over a year, and whenever they started losing last season, they've never been able to get it right. Yeah, I mean, here's some some facts, and these are just facts. Seventeen, go back seventeen games from last night back to last year. In those seventeen games, the Cardinals are five and twelve. That's a fact. That is a full football season. Uh, Here's a fact. Jimmy Garoppolo, in his career, has had four games where he's thrown four touchdown passes. Three of those have come against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Another fact. The last two times this team has played on foreign soil, they've been outscored 71 to 10. (laughs) And one more thing, and I want to get your thoughts on this too, Luke. Um, And I agree with what you said too, Bick. There were very few bright spots last night. In fact, I think there were two. Uh, Greg Dorch and DeAndre Hopkins. And I know Cardinals fans 
pull their hair out with the preponderance of wide receiver screens. What's worse than that is wide receiver screens where the only blocker on the edge is DeAndre Hopkins. How many times do they have to see that <laughs> play out where it doesn't work before they stop calling that play? Yeah, well, I can't answer that question because they, they keep running it. But going back to what you said about uh, them being 5-12 and 12 in the last 17, everybody else in the division in their last 17 is above 500 or considerably Ooh. above 500, too, even Seattle. I think it, I think it's the Rams are 9-8, and eight, Seattle's 10-7, and seven, and the 49ers are 11-6 and six in their last 17 games. So there is a yeah. clear gap in this division right now. And I think that just comes back to the conversation a lot of people have been having of you got to change something, right? Whatever it is, whatever. I know everybody's got a different opinion on what has to change and what can change. But you can't just run the same team out there next season and be like, everything will be fine. We won't get hurt and this year. It seemed like that was the strategy last year. Hey, everything's going to be fine. We were a playoff team. We got this. And yeah. that angered a lot of people before the season did. started. And, right. But at least last season, they had won 11 games. Yes. <laughs> Luke, not great. winning 11 this year. Yeah. Great stuff. Enjoy Thank it. Thank you, Luke. I found it Thanks, very guys. therapeutic You ever listen today. to this guy, Jarrett? He's <laughs> really a smart guy. <laughs> Who? This guy. You're, talk- you're pointing to Vince right now? or <laughs> Sarah's not a guy, but <laughs> you can't be doing what I think. I'm leaving. Uh, Wolf and Luke leaving. coming up at uh, 10. Coming up next, some final thoughts on this uh, Big Red Tuesday in quotation marks. <laughs> it's Bickley and Murata. Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Weekly and Murata, Song of the Day. With some meaning, too. Today's song of the day, Bick. Yeah. By the Wombats. Oh. I believe an Australian band. It's called Lemon to a Knife Fight. What is a wombat? Uh, you ever uh, eaten a wombat, Jarrett? What is a wombat? Short-legged, muscular, quadrupedal marsupials. They're marsupials. Don't eat them, Jared. Wombat. Wombat. <laughs> wombat. Yes, wombat. Yes, wombat. You have something, Jared? No, but what I was going to say is, what is a wombat? Oh, about 237. He's <laughs> <laughs> facing a lefty. Oh, man. That uh, took me a second. not as good as my stone Garrett. That was a good one. Ah, Kyle Vandenbosch brought up the phrase, brought a knife to a gunfight. I couldn't think of a song that had those lyrics, but I can think of a song that has lemon to a knife fight. The Wombats giving us today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. We'll squeeze in today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You can find it on the homepage at arizonasports.com. The question is, are the Cardinals' playoff chances completely shot after the loss to the 49ers? Your choice is yes, they are shot. There's no turnaround in sight. Or no, there's still season left to play. I haven't looked at the results. You guys want to venture a guess on what these results say? 84%. 84%. You're guessing on yes, I would take yeah. it, Jared. That, that the, uh, they're shot. All right. 76%. 76 Bick, you want to bid $1? <laughs> See if everybody overbids. 84%. You're going with Jared. 84%. 
The correct answer, 95%. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. So you're saying there's a chance, 5%. Well, Football got- Outsiders updated its odds this morning. Ooh, what Playoff odds. Arizona Cardinals, baby. 0.3% chance. Wow. Of making the postseason. Also, I think it's ESPN FPI, but they have... The 49ers' chances of winning the NFC West, I believe, at 85%. Despite the fact that they are tied record-wise with Seattle. Yeah. Uh, It's 88.7% from Football Outsiders for San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, 5%. Those are like those Lloyd Christmas chances right there. You're telling me there's a chance. Oh, man. Um... Yeah, it was a, a disappointing um, performance on a big stage. Look, it's Monday Night Football on an international stage. There was a lot of hype going into this game. Again, on this show, we didn't give the Cardinals much of a chance, but I thought there was more of a chance that they would compete better than they did. And that second half was, yeah. for lack of a better term, I think demoralizing for this team that has really struggled to string together any consistent success. Yeah. And to have uh, you know, get dominated like that on both sides of the ball. Was I, yeah, listen, I think everybody wanted to believe that the offense could operate under Colt McCoy like they did against the Rams and, and actually um, provide hope um, in that realm. And I think they got up against a really good team that wasn't having any of it. And especially when that second half began, when it began with that alpha drive of just shoving the ball down the Cardinals' throat, that was, yeah, I think, I think you know, you could you could almost hear the belief coming out of the room like a tire going flat, right? Good way to put it. Dan Bickley's similes. Yeah. Just art. Oh, thank you. Like a <laughs> tire going flat. Uh, Buda Baker, uh, who made the comment, he was asked by uh, Cam Cox from, from Channel 12 on if he felt like uh, guys played hard until the end of the game. Trust me, it was asked and answered. <laughs> and there's the Wombat still. Man. Oh, Short, bad. muscular. I feel like guys played till the end, played hard till the end. No, I don't. And if it's uh, tough to say it this, uh, at this point in the season that he feels that way. Yeah, it's very tough to say, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're all grown men. You know, um, women lie, men lie, that film never lies. So whatever the, the film says is, is what it is. But Buddha also talked about, hey, it's a short week, so we're not going to watch this film together. So a lot of those guys that maybe showed up on that film that doesn't lie, according to Buda Baker, won't get called out unless it's by a grown man on his team. Yeah. The, um, you know. Yeah. How this, we're in agreement. We're in the 95%. The playoffs, we don't need to talk about that anymore. Yeah. Kyle Vandenbosch brought up another great point. The talk about playoffs early in the season was kind of disconcerting. It was understandable because you're one of those teams that was a playoff team last year, 11 wins. But going back to our conversation with Luke, I, you know, I think there was way too much confidence placed in those 11 wins as opposed to how last season ended and correcting those issues that really plagued that team mm-hmm. down the stretch. And here we are, four and seven. Yeah, yeah, right. And and how bad will it get? This this is what's going to be interesting. When how how urgent will Kyler Murray be coming back to? the football field how urgently will he try to provide leadership yeah. to keep this thing together buckle up folks yeah it's going to be a bumpy ride now if you look at the schedule too how bad will it get 
Cardinals have not been great at home. The Chargers are, um, I think they're a mid sus kind of team. They're they're banged up. They're getting a little healthier. Yeah. Bye week. New England at home, at Denver, home against Tampa Bay, and then at Atlanta and San Francisco. I feel confident counting one more win the rest of the week. They could beat New England. I don't know. Mac- New England's def- defense right now, Jarrett. Yeah, no that's joke. true. That's true. No joke. Yeah. Their quarterback is a joke, though. Well, that is true. <laughs> Mac Davis? <laughs> Mac Davis, my buddy. Shut up, Jared. That's going to do it for us on this Tuesday. We're back tomorrow morning at 6. Thanks to Kyle Vandenbosch for joining us. Wolf and Luke up next here on Arizona Sports. Have a great day, everybody.